This week, we talk about the Zone 2 protocol. What is it? I don't know. I'm going to find out. And we talk about what happened this week in the nutrition world, as well as point out some vegan silliness. We're also going to check in and see if I'm any less fat. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah. What's up, Dewey? Not much. Did you have a good week? We're going to find out if I did. Well, you got to live your life outside of the tape measure. <laughs> did you have a good week? Did you enjoy your week with your family? Yes, it was okay. Uh, but I tell you what, though, I'm a person who is a binary thinker. I'm all in or all out, right? So when even when we're doing this dieting thing and I know I'm going to be measured, I do obsess about it. It's, it's just part of my addictive personality, so uh, it does dominate my thoughts. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's just reality. Yeah, I've heard about you people that, that just <laughs> all or nothing, you can't moderate anything. I don't know anything about no, being like not. that, yeah. though. By the way, here's an Oreo. <laughs> right. One? Just eat one. <laughs> yeah, just eat one. No, I am uh, I am binary. Yes. <laughs> In everything I do. Yeah, so when you've got something in your brain, you're just thinking about it. 24 7, right? It, yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. Could be Vikings football. <laughs> if, if I'm in and I think they're going to be good, I can tell you what year the left tackle was born. Right. When I'm not, I don't watch a snap. Right. It's, it's all or nothing. Binary, in or out. Yep. All right. So we're going to talk about some vegan silliness and some other uh, stuff coming up here. And uh, before we get into the topic, I wanted to bring up uh, one thing here. Let me find the linky link. Well, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the food pyramid. And I thought this uh, this Instagram post by Sean Baker illustrated the perfectly. Um, oh, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I saw him when he posted that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it says, uh, oh, when the food pyramid was invented in 1974... It's vital to base your diet on cereals and breads from now on, and they're all skinny and svelte, right, and in yeah. shape. And it says obesity rates in 2020. It's vital to continue our experiment. We're on an amazing path. And Medicines. just just illustrates <laughs> yeah. how blind we are to the realities of what's happening since the food pyramid was implemented. And uh, Sean Baker just kind of summed that up hilariously, so I thought that was kind of silly and fun. I, it's funny you mentioned that. I was talking to somebody today, and I said, you know, Depends on what study you look at or what trends you look at. Right. There is a trend that suggests by the year 2030 that 60, no, 70% of Americans will be considered overweight or obese. And now to clarify, what's the, um, that they're using they don't, we don't like the BMI, they're but using like the, BMI, the, the waist, waist circum, yeah, 40 circumference, or more for 40 or more, which I was over three weeks ago was, and I'm not anymore. Was. No, you're good. You're not. A, I'm you're under no, it. You're no longer a statistic. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> but yeah, no. They said it gets more alarming as right. the stat goes down because of what they're defining. Um, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but you'll get the general idea. It was, I want to say, fifty percent of Americans will be hyperglycemic, which that is means too much pre-diabetic. So that's like when your A1C is too high. Yeah, A1C is too high. That's like, but I'm more of a glucose guy. So when your glucose is 118 to 125-ish. And that's when you measure your blood 
when Sugar. you're between meals? Fasted. Fasting glucose? Fasted glucose, no, yeah. To measure a fasting glucose, how long is that since your last meal could it be? Um, it typically to be? when you go in, they're going to tell you supper, dinner for the people south of Fargo. <laughs> right. Uh, it's eat supper at a decent time and then don't eat again and then get your labs right away in the morning. In the morning. Okay. So, so it's probably 10, 12 hours, yeah. 10, 12 hours. Yep. So your fasting glucose, if that's, and that's something per mill, milliliter or something, right? And then, yep. but the number is you want to be under what? Uh, you, normal range for. What's, what's a good range? Like normal range for adults is, if, I don't remember the low end. I think it's 45 or 50. High end's 90. Okay. I know that. So kind of, of good or the reasonable range? And, and, and mine's like 65. Okay. And pre-diabetic was what? Over one, 90? Or? One, like 118, 125. Okay. And they're saying that's what a majority of Americans are going to be? It's 50% of Americans will be hyperglycemic in that Yikes. 115 to 120, 118, 115 to 25. 125. Yikes. And half. And 35% will be Full-blown type 2 diabetics. Wow. And that and the consequences of that can't really be overstated how negative that is for the population. Uh, like we were talking about a couple weeks ago, what do they call Alzheimer's now? Type 3 diabetes. Type 3 diabetes. So it's really a result of that condition occurring and the inflammation that occurs due to all that extra high level of glucose in the blood um, causes inflammation all over the body and the uh, in the brain. They call it type three diabetes, and that's something that has only developed in the past. Yeah, you know, yeah. since the food pyramid right. basically was, right. <laughs> and they're just figuring it out. It's, yeah, you know, to 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 dumb it down, I guess, if you will, is the the pancreas is just shooting insulin, and it finally just goes. I can't keep up. Right. I can't keep up. Sugar wins. It's like a little war, like a little mm-hmm. video game. <laughs> and sugar, sugar has too many guys, and right, you just and, run out of bullets. And you're the sad thing is, and you're just fueling your body against yourself, right? By what you're putting in your mouth, right? And it's and, it, and it's it's it it's a paper tiger that just doesn't need to be, right? <laughs> it really is. It's 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 a it's a it's, it's a true epidemic. That's that we're facing. Tr- that's truly and preventable. There's, and now, we're, you know, we're talking about COVID and we're talking about the vaccine. It's finally here and everyone's all excited and it's finally a vaccine. Well, guess what? We've had a vaccine for type 2 diabetes forever. <laughs> right. It's called food. Yeah, nobody chooses to take it. Right. It's called real food. Yeah, everybody's – yeah, that's so funny because everybody's scrambling. You know, there's all these wars now about priority, who gets the vaccine. Uh, right. You know, you know, what's the – What's the uh, priority of for fighting over the vaccines and who's going to get it first? And I want to get in line. And you know, if you just make yourself metabolically healthy, um, the vaccine is almost irrelevant as far as you know impacts of COVID to your own personal right. experience. Because it almost becomes insurance at that point. Yeah, it just well, it's a rider on your insurance ball. I don't care if I get the vaccine, you right. know, personally because I am not afraid of COVID because of my overall health. And if you if everyone thought that way of just putting themselves in a position to be metabolically healthy, uh, they wouldn't be as concerned about it either. Right. Rather than it's scrambling for the for the medicine. Hundred percent. For me, it's no different than getting the flu shot. Mm-hmm. 
I'm healthy. Right. I'm going to get the flu. I'm probably going to be just fine. Yeah. Because I have, I'm relatively fit and relatively healthy. But I'm yep. still getting the flu shot just because yeah. I don't want to get sick. Right. <laughs> just because yeah. I don't want to miss a day of work. Or and really, what what matters is you know the overall potential negative consequences, death, the serious, the hospitalizations. If right. that stuff could be avoided. Right. Which we're saying easily could be, and um, and actually, while we're talking about that, I was going to bring. Anyway, up. I totally squirreled again. Yep, like squirrel. I usually do squirrel, but that's all right because I have I have something on this. My uh, my whole point was I was talking to that individual today when I started going through those stats mm-hmm. by the t- year twenty thirty, and that person went, "Meh, whatever." <laughs> really, <laughs> you're gonna meh that? <laughs> right. You're talking about your kids. Yeah, exactly. Meh, meh. tough hop. Yeah. People really do not want to. It happens. They don't want to change their behaviors. No, because they think it's bad luck. What's going to be is going to be. Speaking of uh, COVID and uh, the discussion about metabolic health, Dr. Paul Saladino, one of the the carnivore MD, one of the guys I follow and is is awesome, uh, caught COVID and he was still recording episodes, still working out during it. It was he basically just noticed he couldn't taste his steak one day right? and had almost no consequences. And this tweet I thought was really, really good. It says, uh, COVID has brought our country to its knees, yet there is zero discussion in the mainstream media about how the correct, how, about how to correct the biggest risk factor, metabolic dysfunction. This is madness and truly tragic. It is sad. And that kind of sums it all up right there. I'm, I'm not a science denier when it comes to COVID. Mm-hmm. However... I really, really, really do think that the metabolic dysfunction, the metabolic syndrome that he's talking about Mm -hmm. is far more serious of a pandemic than COVID. Well, that's that's true. But even when it comes to COVID, you know, none of us disagree that COVID's out there. The thing is, when I get it, I don't want to be in the hospital. I don't want to die. So if there's a way to prevent that, I want to do that. And, you know, people are scrambling for the vaccines like you said, when really, if you just took control of your your own health, uh, your chances for ending up in the hospital or having negative consequences, well, massive negative consequences are dropped significantly. Right. All metabolic dysfunction and syndrome right. is what chronic disease is. Right. People are like, oh, I have heart disease, metabolic. Yep. Diabetes, metabolic, cholesterol, metabolic. Keep going. And there's enough stuff that's going to happen to you that you can't prevent. Why would you not want to take steps to prevent the things that are easily preventable? I said it once. I've said it a million <laughs> times. Chris Tucker, no, not uh, who's Kevin the, Hart. Kevin Hart said, "But you don't need to help death." Yeah, exactly. Health is the death is undefeated. Exactly. You don't need to help it. That's right. But we do. That's right. Um, so, and you know, now everybody's talking about maybe you should wear three masks. Just wear the whole freaking pack. You know what? I thought <laughs> of the best ever. Um, do you remember the Saturday Night Live skit? And they were making fun of the, the Gillette's like triple oh, yes. four blades. They could do that with masks. Not one, not two, not three, but 52 masks. And they were like, yeah, the seven blade, re- re- the first blade removes the first layer of skin. The seventh blade re- starts cutting into the bone. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they could do that with masks. Exactly. Where does it end? Yeah. I mean, now, I- they said, now they said, and I don't know, I couldn't tell. I heard on the radio, I couldn't tell if it was tongue in cheek or not. I mm-hmm. hope so. But they're talking about how Fauci said st- the best Super Bowl party is the party of one. Oh, good. Just stay home and watch it. And then the one, the, the one guy goes and wear your mask. Both of them. 
And I I don't know. He might have been dead serious. Well, yeah, nowadays, you know, that might be freaking way too true. I figured out why people wear them in their car. Has it happened to me? Forgot. You just forgot. Yeah, I've done that. Especially now it's cold yeah. out. Yep. I'm just like, yep. It's oh. kind of warm. Exactly. All right. Well, enough of that ridiculousness. Let's talk about the topic for today, which is something you brought up a couple of weeks ago and a, a few people commented they wanted to know more about, and that is called the Zone 2 Protocol. Is that, am I saying it right? Yeah. The yeah, Zone 2 Protocol? There's a couple of different names, Zone 2 Training, Heart Rate Training, Zone 2 Protocol, um, so, Low Heart Rate Training. All right. So- Here's the the website. Oh, one of the. I mean, if you search uh, Google on this, there's a ton of websites. Yeah, yeah. But, and we'll put a couple of the good ones that we found in the show notes, of course. So if you really want to do a deep dive, uh, but just for your average uh, dummy, again, I want to look it's for that one. Okay. Yeah, so that one right there, October twenty third, twenty twenty. Yeah, 2020, yeah. Uh, they updated it. So there's some articles I've seen where people were just starting to talk about it in 2013, but most of them, if you Google. Zone two or low heart rate training. Most of the articles are actually pretty recent. Hmm. So this is fairly a new phenomenon. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, or at least it's become. I'm popular. not an expert. I just. Right. I had. To, I have a nutrition coach. Yes, nutrition coaches have nutrition coaches, mm-hmm. and he's also extremely fit. Right. He's you know ultra marathoner does Ironman and ran ran a hundred miles on New Year's Day for fun. <laughs> Wow. No, literally. You didn't sign up. You didn't have a bib or a... No, does he he actually enjoy it? Does he actually think it's fun? Or is he just like, I got to do this shit? No, 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 no. No, he's... He loves it. He loves it. Smiles all the time. It's not like Goggins where he's calling everybody a putty (laughs) and yelling and getting mad. And he's smiling the whole time. He's worrying about his electronics staying charged. Wow. But he's the one that got... I'd be worried about how do I get back home. No, no, you don't want to do that. You get dropped off. So you drop so off 100 miles from home. You just home have and then, to get home. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's, that's what I have. Mel did that to me when I take long rucks in the summertime. I'm like, I could go five out and then five back, and that's 10. Or I could go, you could drop me off 10, 10 out, out, and I just have to drag my ass home. you got to get back. Yeah, right. that's, that's actually good. I, I have like a cell that. phone, though. I thought of her a couple <laughs> of times. And Uber. I thought of calling her on my 20-miler. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so he turned explain me for the explain for the dumb guy in the room. Well, well, we were talking about basal metabolic rate. That's squared today because right. <laughs> I'm, this is not my wheelhouse. But the problem with nutrition, not a, not a problem. It's not a problem Why would all. somebody use this? That's like, really dumb it down. Why would somebody do this? To lose fat. And that's the thing is, is nutrition and, and fitness cross. Mm-hmm. The lines blur so much. It's almost like their own little Venn diagram yep. where they cross over a lot. So I wanted to start over. <clears throat> I'll back up. Long story longer. Mm-hmm. I wanted to run the Fargo Half Marathon. Right. Well, they Which got ruined. They got canceled it. Yep. yep, they canceled it, so I couldn't. So I said, well, screw it. I'm going to go back to CrossFit because I quit CrossFit to train for the Half Marathon because mm-hmm. you can't do both. Okay. You can't train for a race and do CrossFit three to four five times a week. Right. Because you have to train running those days. And if you do CrossFit, if you've ever done CrossFit, you know that you're not running that day. <laughs> you just wrecked. Right. So I took a hiatus. I got wrecked CrossFit. walking into the CrossFit. <laughs> just walking in there. I think I did one box jump and I'm like, ooh, people, people this shit say, is hard. People say they lose. Well, that's why people do it. Oh, man. Successful people shit pursue hard. hard things. That's right. So. It was um, a tough half hour. <laughs> 
It, it's <laughs> brutal. So anyways, I'm like, well, screw it. I'm going to go back to CrossFit. So I went back to my CrossFit gym, CrossFit Fargo, on my sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. So I went back and I'm like, this is going to be rough, but suck it up, mm-hmm. princess. Yep. Time to get back into the gym and, and start <laughs> giving her hell. Yeah. Well, I get back into the gym and guess what I'm doing? Crushing it. Right. And I'm like, wow, all these other people at the gym must not have been been kind of falling off or taking it easy. They weren't. Right. I caught up. And I didn't know why. So I fell ass backwards into the zone two protocol. So I talked to my guy, Aaron, and I was talking to him about it. And I said, I went to the CrossFit gym and my heart rate wasn't up. And I was keeping up with the kids half my age. Because you had been doing a bunch of running training? Yes. Okay. And come to find out, it was zone two protocol. And for the people who don't know what that is, there's, there's five zones or six, I forget, but they're heart rate zones. So zone one is like- it's Talking eight, about beats eight, per minute. You can, yep, you can look it up on the internet. Google it, you'll see a million charts. And the idea is you want to have the lowest- The lowest the zone lowest, one is like 80 to 110. While doing That's fairly strenuous activity. Not even, walking. 80 to, I mean, I'll- but I mean, the lower you want your number to be lower, no matter what the activity you want to have the low, a lower number on the scale than someone else than your average human. Like if somebody's running pretty fast, you want to have a lower heart rate running fast than someone of some fat guy. True, confusing way to say it, but okay. true. <laughs> I specialize in confusing <laughs> so, ways to say it. All right, the best way to probably explain it for, in my experience, is. So what I did is I stumbled upon the zone two. Zone two is not the lowest, but it's the second highest. It's you people often, whoever, anyone who's ever ran often has been told for a long distance run, you want to be able to maintain a conversation. So that's your level of exertion. So if you can talk like we are now while running. You're not suffering. Yeah. Right. And, or the other way I like to look at it is if you can sing or if you can breathe in through your nose. And out through your mouth. Right. So you're not just gasping. Right. Okay. So, and if you do, a lot of, because a lot of people don't have heart rate monitors. Right. So I'll do my heart rate monitor and I'll stay, for me, it's zone two protocol, which is aerobic pathway. So when I'm in zone two, I'm probably 125 to 140. Okay. Give or take. Yep. It's hard to know. I'm trying to figure out when I switch from aerobic to anaerobic. Right. Um, that's why I need that really expensive watch, Mel, because it tells me. <laughs> um, so I stay in that zone right. for 45 minutes. And as I get better, meaning my heart rate starts to go down, maintaining that same exact pace right. for 45 minutes, I don't ever go faster, ever. Okay. My heart rate just gets better. So, so how, do you pick a speed, down, how do you pick a speed on your treadmill? You just have to play. Just the one that you can yep, do where like, you can, where you're I comfortable. Could, can you do this for 45 minutes okay. and not go anaerobic? Right. So now that you're, if you drop your heart rate after a few weeks of this or whatever, do you raise the You have to go faster. Because you, you have to keep it up. Oh, because you got to stay in that zone. So you but gotta, not above. Right. Okay. So, yep. so by definition, you'll be able to run at a faster pace with less exertion. Bingo. Boom. Bingo. Here, I just summarized that shit. You did. So... Yep. No, you did. That's exactly it. So eventually the goal is where you can see where this is going. Mm -hmm. Eventually I want to be able to run a half marathon in 155 without going 
much over 150. Okay. 50 beats per minute. Gotcha. So versus 180. Right. Because you know what that is? It's not good. No. People should not be 180, 190 for two hours. <laughs> right. So you might be dumb enough and and strong enough and be able to withstand Just, withstand pain. Yeah, yeah. But you should oh, not do that. Probably not healthy. <laughs> right. Yeah, and here's another uh, uh, another website that details kind of the summary of what it is. So we'll put put this in the show notes as well. That's a really good. Um, that's a really good summary. Mm-hmm. We can build our, our the ra- zones room. range from zero or at rest or sedentary. Up to zones five or six, nearing maximum intensity or all-out effort. No, read the 80-20 principle. Okay, and here's the 80-20 principle for uh, people listening and not watching on YouTube. Uh, We can build our aerobic base and become more efficient athletes by spending more time in zones one through two, 80% of the time, through specific training and or by increasing our daily movement quota, topped up with small amounts of higher intensity training, the 20%. So, yeah, he's saying the bulk of your time should be spent – with your heart rate at a decently low zone. And zone two fat loss and nutrition, my wheelhouse, is what I say, what he says there. Or zone, she. Yep, I zone. shouldn't be so sexist, damn it. <laughs> it might be a female author. Zone two. They're named Tracy, so I, I can't tell. Flip a coin. Yeah. Zone, zone two training can help you more efficiently burn dietary fat and body fat as a fuel. <clears throat> Some thrive on a low-carb diet in conjunction with zone two training, but it isn't required for everyone. That's just more confirmation there. Exactly. And what that does is I was obviously in full-blown deep ketosis, and I was doing this zone 2 protocol, and I called my coach, and I said, or texted him, I said, Aaron, I can go way longer. Right. I felt I felt the fat, burning the fat, and that, that using fat as fuel mm-hmm. because I was still aerobic. Right. And I said, can I go longer? He's like, no. <laughs> That's the hardest part. Just is you want to just unleash, yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to just release the beast and, right. and go. And, and that's the CrossFit in me where I just, if I'm not laying on the floor in a puddle of my own piss right. in the fetal position, <laughs> did I even really work out? <laughs> I used to say no. I just, I like to spray myself <laughs> so it looks like I sweat it a lot. <laughs> Get a drink and run the, through here. <sighs> not to squirrel, but by the way, I heard that as the perfect description of you know, people. Some people buy ketones, like supplement oh, ketones. Yeah. And I, the perfect description of why that's bullshit. He's like, it's like spraying water on yourself and saying you, you, you know, you exercised. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. It, it lights up the ketone strip, but you just drank it. You didn't. You didn't make. Your body it. didn't produce it. Right. Yes, I thought that was a perfect example. It's like it's like <laughs> drinking sweat. Exactly. I can, I can make sweat. Just give me a few minutes. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, so how long have you been doing the zone two protocol? I I just started three week three. Okay. Um, and give me your results. Like what have you, I posted them on Facebook the other day. I will actually pull up if you want to talk about something aimlessly. Yeah. I want to hear about, uh, what, how you've, what, what, what a difference you've noticed. Here's my heart rates. The first week I started zone two protocol. So this is doing a, the same 45 minute pace. And I only made it 40 because okay. I got too high. Oh, okay. So I couldn't even get 45 couldn't at get 45. that pace. Okay. Because that pace was too fast. Right. So I had to stop at 40 minutes because I started peaking. I started getting what, oh, up over 150. Okay. And you see my maximum heart rate was 155. Okay. So it was. Right. Cut it off. Yep. Done. You're, Done. You're anaerobic. Game yep. over. So. One, I did that, and I which, do this every. Which other I hit one fifty five, opening a can of peas the other day. 
<laughs> right? See? But you're in zone two. Or you're anaerobic then. Slow down on the peas. So anyways, so I did it every other day. And like the and I was like, wow, I must have just got lucky. Because like day two or three of running, I got to 45 minutes okay. without going anaerobic. So then the end of the first week, it's not that. My max at 45 minutes, not 40, mm-hmm. yep. was my max was 149. My average was 134. So the heart rate dropping, doing the same same pace for the same duration, your heart rate was dropping. Yep. So that's that's the goal. Same distance, same exact pace. Same exact and pace. I'm still doing the same distance, the same exact pace. So where are you at now? Like three weeks mm-hmm. later. This was um, <clears throat> this was 124, and this was 136. 136. So, geez, you went down like almost 20 points in... Yep. In beats per minute. Yep. In three weeks. Yeah. So now, I, so I so I talked to my coach, talked mm-hmm. to Aaron. I said, now do I get to go longer? Do I get to go faster? He goes, Cause you, you get to go longer one day. Chomping at the bit. Yeah. So now I did 45 last night. I'll do f- nothing today. I'll just lift. And then tomorrow I'll do 45. And then on Saturday I'll do 60. 60. Jesus. This is a commitment, folks. It is. It, this might not be for Joe Cubicle it, here. This is somebody who's serious. It, no, it is for Joe Cubicle. <laughs> That's the problem. Right. It is. It's easy. If you got that time. It's, it, it's, it, it's mind-numbingly boring, especially if you're like a just guy that wants a hand or gal that wants to just get after it. It's hard. It's boring. It's Yeah, you're like a thoroughbred who's like trotting. Maybe it used to be, but you're, you're right. It's, <laughs> that's being held back. Yeah. But yep. it's paying dividends. And and one thing that's works, really yeah. what unbelievable I mean, the numbers the don't lie. is right there, yeah. And what's what's amazing about it is it's working, and I'm not killing myself. Right. So two things happen there. I get bored, but I don't get stupid sore. Yeah. So when I take to like I did it last night, I'll do it tomorrow. I could go right now. I feel nothing. I'm not yeah, sore. I don't feel anything. It's not as taxing on right. you. Right. And I'm sweating. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm sweating really good, but. So what do you do when you're, are you on a treadmill usually? Yeah. So what do you do to entertain yourself? Listen to music or watch something on a tablet or what? Listen to Fit and Furious. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I do listen to podcasts though. Um, yeah, yeah. Be, you know, you want to know why? Do you, because you don't the want to get heart too, rate. Yeah. You don't want to get too pumped. You don't want to throw yeah, something oh, disturbed on absolutely, it. Absolutely. Because I'm like, going faster. sick of this podcast or, and yeah. I, this is funny you say that because I switched to music and I was, you know, it was kind of mellow music. It was. You know, kind of hip hop, R and B stuff, and with some pop mixed in, but it wasn't like Ramstein, right? <laughs> it's so Ramstein, <laughs> I have that on my lifting Hell yeah. playlist. But it was mellow stuff, and right. it's funny because when you go into my heart rate monitor on the app, I'm like, just, just chill. Uh-huh. I just laid back, <laughs> you know, one hand on the steering wheel, yep. just chilling. And my daughter texts me, Emmy texts me, and I look on my watch, and it's her, and I'm like. Oh, Whatever. Uh, what if it's an emergency? Right. So, because once you have a house fire like we did, you don't ever <laughs> ignore, ignore a text. text. <laughs> <laughs> ever ignore a text. So I'm like, but I don't have to stop. So I'm still running. I grab the phone. I'm fumbling with it. I'm running into the side of the treadmill. And I finally look at it. It's nothing. I put the phone right back down. And I'm like, <sighs> all of a sudden, I'm chilling. and <laughs> settle back in. But then when I went down. back and looked at it, Oh, your heart rate? Yep. 
just, fud- just fumbling around mentally and well just because you're out of the zone i wasn't thinking about breathing right. and breathing deep breathing in my diaphragm and you want to know what else there was probably a little bit of panic there too well for sure yeah yeah right. but you know what else when people are like okay to settle your heart rate down mm-hmm. breathe in super deep and then let it out well it's tough to do you know running, by the you way you know what's more important what making not for me and I know there's some science behind this, but I'm not a kinesiologist, so I'm not even going to talk about it because I don't know enough. But you have a microphone. Right, that's true. So I could make a bunch of shit up. That's right. Kill somebody. Instant expert. Go just plug do the, something. Plug this cord in. Instant expert. Right. And, well, the out, getting rid of the CO2, the exhale. Oh. <laughs> just so getting all the garbage out. That's just as important as breathing. Yes. In deep. Breathing More important. Deep. More important. When I don't, like, cl- push all of it out. Okay. And then take a deep, just a normal deep breath, but really focus on getting it all out. Makes sense. My though. heart rate drops. Makes sense though, because if you're getting that CO2 out, then that allows the full lung capacity of fresh oxygen to come in too. And it has a lot to do. And again, I'm not an endurance nerd. They can <laughs> they can post in the comments and be endurance nerdy, but it has to do with clearing lactate and just getting okay. just getting all the garbage out. They call it more uh, sciencey stuff. And I was watching it. And I constantly focused on that because what else are you going to do for 45 minutes? Yeah, right. So play around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really noticed my heart rate drop wow. when I really cleared it out. Wow. <clears throat> so what's your, how long does someone do this? I mean, is this just like your life now? No, I or? don't know. I don't know. I'm going to do it until, honestly, this sounds really, really, really miserable. Yeah. But I'm going to do it until September because that's oh. when the Fargo Marathon is. And how many times a week? Well, every other day. Wow. That's crazy. That's <laughs> every other day. And and I just, I need to get that aerobic base established. Right. And this is for makes, somebody, this is for everything else easier. Striving for a goal. You right. Know? So this is really just a, a level of commitment you have to try to get to this goal. So and it makes here, sense though, because if you're going to run a half marathon or a marathon or any long distance like that, I mean, the be as efficient you can. Yeah, exactly. Just be efficient. Whereas most people, one mile in, they're going to be. That's why they tap out. They're like, holy fuck, my heart rate is through the roof. I'm suffering. Right. You're like just striding by like, right? I, got, I got this. Yep. And it takes dedication a long Oh, that's. Time. I started now. It's going to take me till September. Oh, yeah. I mean, to build that up. That and capacity. I was talking to another guy who who quit running and started running recently, mm-hmm. New, Year, New Year's resolutioner. But he had run before, but he had quit for quite a while. Yeah. You know, a year or two. And he started running again. He's like, oh, I'm going to run with you. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to do this zone two stuff. And then he just went, ah, whatever. Just go run. Let's go run hard. Then run harder the next day and just keep doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember when I was stupid. Yeah. Because I did the same thing and that yeah, does yeah. not work. And that's your instinct. It just gets you hurt. And that's kind of how you're wired too. So right. you had to really do it purposefully and thoughtfully. Yep. And get some advice, like you said. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Ask people who are super smarter than you. Or people. Say, how do you do this? Yeah. People that are doing it already. Right. Don't no, put the ego aside. You don't know everything. <laughs> but I got this microphone. Right. <laughs> All right. So that's Zone 2 Protocol. So we'll put the websites in the show notes. Make sure you check those out if you want or to just do a deeper Google, dive. Just, just Google, Google Zone it. 2 Protocol or Zone 2 Heart Rate Training, and there is more results than you'll be able to get through in, the, in a month. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, let's move on to a couple other things here. I saw a, kind of a funny tweet here and i'm gonna pop this up here you're trying to force everybody to watch yeah you go go on youtube and i force everybody to listen 
I got a face for a radio. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. While you're okay, waiting, can I vent a little bit? Sure, go ahead. So we talked about SECO last week. Calories so what, in, calories out. So what pops up in my Twitter feed? Oh, no, my uh, YouTube notifications. SECO zealot king himself, <laughs> Lane Norton. Do you think it's because we were talking about it? He no. must have been, because I know he listens. You know what? I, I, I sent you a screenshot on my Facebook feed the other day because after we did our talk about Nutrisystem when we were shitting on them, my entire freaking Facebook feed is Nutrisystem. Because you're dude. Googling it. They're not listening. But not even on because you're searching a different it. computer. Do you have do you have Google Drive? Yeah, they're all connected. I know, but that's that's how insidious that shit it, is. It is. Now, but now, now Marie Osmond is chasing my ass around the freaking internet. <laughs> I mean, she looks good. What is she like? Seventy? She looks freaking good. I'll give her that. Oh, yeah. But but she doesn't do Nutrisystem. But that Nutrisystem shit. Yeah, it's just chasing me around the freaking internet now. So, anyways, Thanks, to Marie. summarize. So Seiko, Seiko's chasing you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lane Norton, Seiko's out himself. He goes on this long diatribe about sugar making you fat and causing cancer and diabetes. And he's like, the study, it seems reputable and I haven't dug into it, but you know, it still comes back to caloric intake and energy balance. And he goes on this long, long rant and he's super rude. He's like, you're an idiot, you're an asshole. And he <laughs> drops the F-bomb constantly. And yeah. Just real in your he's face. He's a dick about it. Well, yeah, he thinks he's, I don't, he thinks he's Rogan or Howard Stern. I don't know. Wrong. But he's, <laughs> but he's just super, super in your face and, and frontal. But that's, that's how he makes money. That's fine. Whatever. Yep. I respect Conflict him for, respect him for earning. Yeah. Conflict breeds attention. I'm watching him. Yep. Can't stand him. So yeah, it worked. But <laughs> you hate you hate watching. Right. Last week you said you don't hate, hate watch something. I think you hate watch that guy. Well, but he gives me so much material. Like this. He <laughs> says, blah, 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 blah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit about calories in, calories out. Sugar's okay. You can add sugar to your cereal and your coffee, and it's not gonna bother you. Cereal. So guess what? Here's where everyone who wants confirmation bias. They hear that and they go, off. Green good light. enough. Good enough for me. Green and light. And then they walk away. I can eat my cereal now. Yeah. And they stop the video. They're like, <laughs> that guy rocks. Tells me exactly what I want to hear. And then have, they walk away. I don't have to give up my Cocoa Puffs. Right. Yeah, Cocoa Puffs. My heart juice. healthy Cheerios. Yep. So he goes on after lo he loses all the confirmation bias, that, that demographic. Yep. Those people leave. And then what does he say? But it's worth noting. Uh, disclaimer, disclaimer. It's worth noting yeah. that it's very important to limit added sugars. <laughs> well, and I'm just like, you son of a bitch. Right. Well, not only is that a huge, that should be the headline, not the disclaimer at the end right. of small fine print. Not only is that the main point, also, how fucking hard is it to stop putting more calories in your mouth when you have something so addictive and hyperpalatable like sugar? Right. So yeah. that's the whole freaking point right it the is satiety a, per calorie again right and he said all that he said that mm -hmm. sugar should not be a part if you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle and you want to be healthy and live a long productive quality of life you should eliminate sugar yeah and he's just trying to make the point that but, calories is a calorie is a calorie and we're saying no, he, no. no he's not he's, he's not trying to do that he's trying to save his ass by having that disclaimer oh, at the end right, and right. on the front side yeah. he's trying to say give me your money because right. if you give me your money i'm going to show you how so what you can it? have six pack like this and still eat Cocoa Puffs. Oh, and then yeah. when you hire him, he's going to go, right. <laughs> no, you can't. You really thought you could? You punch her in the dick and slap right. the Cocoa Puffs. Or they hand. go, you said I could eat ice cream if I hired you. 
You said it right in your YouTube right. video and on your on your Facebook. So he's just page. casting a wide net, trying to get all the people that don't want to make real change. Yep. And then the people go, "You said I can have ice cream." You, well, you can. Here's your thimble, <laughs> once every fourteen days. Right. Enjoy it. Eat it with a toothpick. <laughs> I told you you could have ice cream. Right. I didn't lie. Wow. Assholes. Assholes. All right. I'm. I'm fired up. All right. <clears throat> so, <laughs> if you want to hear more about the Seco thing, watch watch last week's episode. We talked a lot about that. Um, all right, so I want to talk about there's this whole thing out there. Okay. This, and normally, you know, both of us have libertarian leanings, like, you know, mm -hmm. leave me the hell alone. I'll leave you the hell alone. I don't care what B you do. Leave build me my alone. roads, protect my borders, build my roads, and, police my streets, and then stay out of my life. Right. But in, you know, I don't care what other people do. Like, if you want to eat seven heads of lettuce a day, I don't give a shit. Rock on. Do you do you? I don't care. I mean, if you if if you starve to death and your teeth fall out, whatever. That's, Even if they don't, if your biomarkers yeah, are flawless and your unicorns yeah. are shooting out of your ass, rock it on, do it. <laughs> and it but that's your choice. Yep. But now let's uh, <clears throat> look at this Pam Anderson tweet here, and I'll read this for the people on uh, read or listen to the audio. Vegans make better lovers. The cholesterol in meat. Eggs and dairy causes hardening hardening of the arteries and not much else. Tee it slows blood flow to all the body's organs, not just the heart. You can improve your overall health and increase stamina in the bedroom by going vegan. You know what I say to that? Wrong. <laughs> you had to use that jackass, didn't you? How freaking ridiculous <laughs> is this? She's basically saying if you go vegan, your dick will work better. Because the cholesterol in meat causes hardening it, of the arteries. Because it's, they said it in Game Changers. Oh, my God. So if it's in Game Changers, it has to be true. But, and, you know, okay, she can be dumb like that. I don't even care. You know, whatever. She's not being dumb. Well. She's repeating what somebody told her. True, but she can repeat dumb things. Right. And, you know, that's fine. I don't care. What I do care is when this movement catches fire and has momentum behind it. And it's really turning into an anti-meat thing. And ultimately meat elimination is a lot of people's goal. Um, that's the only reason I care. Like if, if they would just leave us alone and say, go ahead and eat, eat all the meat you want. Okay, fine. You yeah, when you. It, but when, when it turns into virtue signaling. Virtue signaling and just Stuff that turns into legislation or oh, that catches right, fire, right. you know, or things like, have you heard of the Meatless Monday movement? Yes. Yeah, okay. But that's I've a, also heard of January's Carnivore Month. True, but so, but Carnivore Month is not happening in schools and Meatless Monday is. It is? Yeah, they, they bring up this website here. Go Meatless Monday. It's good for you and good for the planet. Bullshit. We have delicious plant-based recipes and guides to help you implement Meatless Monday in your school, hospital, workplace, and community. Uh, so okay, whole... see, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is where I, my libertarian kicks in, mm -hmm. and I want to know more. Right. I want to know what is the intent? Is the intent to get kids to stop eating gummy bears and start eating apples? I'm, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, if, 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 but it's it to stop eating hamburger and eating apples. It, is it? Yeah. Or, or are they just saying, we want you to eat more no, vegetables? No, they want to take their regular school menu, which has meat in it, and replace it with plant-based things. Just one day, though. Well, right. But because they, their thinking is, if 
plants are obviously healthier than meat, so let's get everybody to do one one more day of plants instead of meat. Oh, wait, 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 wait a second. Who's behind this? Well, Just know. that org, right? It's everywhere. It's not an actual school doing it. Well, I don't know. Some are. Hmm. My point is it's a movement that, and this is the whole reason, it's one of the main reasons that I even contacted you to do this show is because of this kind of stuff. I want to be another voice out there right. that's pro-meat because we need to counteract this kind of crap. Yeah. If, and I'm not, you know, I'm like. I'm all for it. This is, it's a free, it's a yeah, free can, society. Free they, society. They, they can, can do what they want, want, but we're here to say the opposite, yeah. which is eat meat every fucking day. I'd like, you're right. Exactly. I'd like <laughs> to see, uh, and if people would just, dieters, if they would just up their protein, dieting would be so much easier. <laughs> See, here's another guy, okay? The impo impossible foods, you've heard of that, uh, as yeah. Sean Baker calls it, pet food, human pet food, the impossible burger. If, okay. if, if we weren't meant to eat meat, why do you have to make stuff pretend to be it? Right, exactly. Yeah, if you're, okay, and we're going to do a whole episode, probably many episodes on vegans versus meat eaters, et cetera, but why are, if you're a vegan... And you're disgusted at the thought of killing an animal. And why would you want to have your food mimic its dead flesh? If that should that's be disgusting. To see, you. but see that that's where I go off the rails, or you and I go a different way. I'm completely behind people who do it for ethical reasons. Well, and I'm okay with that. If that's your belief, if you're saying living creatures and your Dalai Lama, Gandhi stuff, that's that's awesome. I can respect that, and I even support you. But if you try and tell me it's for nutritional, that's when I call bullshit. Well, you know what? We're going to dispel all those things, and apparently you have some learning to do on that one. Because, uh, and believe me, this is a whole many hours conversation, but the amount of, the ethical reasons is basically you don't want to kill, they don't want something on their plate that, they, that was killed for their benefit, right? Oh, they just don't want anything to have to die Right. But you know what gets killed in the production of massive monocropping? A shit ton of All squirrels, of rabbits, sure. a shit ton of animals. But, but the true ethics, the for, people who do it for ethical for reasons food, are against that too. They're against well, production the they farming. Gardening. There's not combines in a garden. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this funny, funny story. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's talk about this yeah, impossible sea. We're, we're squirreling yeah. big time, but... This Impossible Foods guy says he's dead serious about making all food animals obsolete by 2035. Well, fuck you, dude. Get out, get out of my life. Yeah. You know, don't and, don't screw with my my food supply. And he can do that. Well, he can make through his, the private sector. Well, he can make his human pet food. He can do whatever he wants. Shaped yep. like dead animal flesh, yep. and that's fine. And sell it, but he's trying to squeeze out, uh, you know, animal animal foods and people's diet. He doesn't want that and he's trying to eliminate it and that pisses me off. And, and, he's, and he's not just some altruistic savior. No, exactly. He's trying to make money. He wants the market share. If there's no animal foods, then I guess people, if they want a burger, you guess you got to eat an impossible one. Well, guess what happens when you take a Whopper at Burger King, right? Already bad enough for you, but what was the only good thing on a Whopper that was good for you nutritionally? The meat patty, right? Everything right. else was... Complete crap. Uh, it was a version of meat. Yeah, well, <laughs> but then you take that out and you replace it with some human pet food, as Sean Baker calls it. Yeah. And now there's nothing good but about that freaking Whopper meal. It's it's all just it's all fear mongering. They're never going to get rid of meat. 
Yeah, and, and if he guy, thinks he's going to get rid of meat production, okay, cool, dude. Then guess what? I invite you to come join me and go through the woods in northern Minnesota the f- first weekend of November <laughs> and wear orange because yeah. we're going to get meat. Yep, damn right. And I'll say, like the great Charlton Heston, you'll take this ribeye from my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he's yeah, so not going anywhere. He can, uh, he can screw off, I say to him. Um, so, yeah, just – but there is a whole movement uh, that's anti-meat, which is kind of interesting. Um, another thing that I – But the science-y nerd in me a little bit on mm-hmm. the nutrition side, um, I think it's okay. Let them. Let them explore. Yeah. Let, if he just can convince, keep digging. If he can convince idiots to buy his human pet food, that's right. good for him, you know. Yep. He's going to get rich off of it. But one thing that was really a good uh, – I just watched this this last week – uh, that explains this whole thing. It it's called the Sacred Cow movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it on the screen here. If you're not on YouTube, um, this explains the whole thing. And uh, they're pretty much anti uh, meat production. The way it's For sure. being done now. Their their whole thesis yep. is that regenerative agriculture is the best thing for the earth, soil, for ethically, yeah, for yeah. the soil, everything. Um, great movie. And it's funny because you brought up that uh, vegans don't want to kill animals and through monocropping. And it's funny because there's an ex-vegan in this movie and she tells a story about she was exactly like that. She said, all right, screw it. I'm going to be subsistence. I'm going to live on my garden. And then she planted a bunch of lettuce and guess what happened? Rabbits ate it. A bunch of slugs ate it. (laughs) Oh, really? Yep. And then she said, shit. That's nature. Now you go eat the rabbit. (laughs) Right. And then she said, shit, now what do I do? And she's like, well... One way to get rid of slugs is put out beer, and apparently they love beer, like little mm. cups of it. And then they get in there, drink it, and get drunk, and then fall in and drown. That's so ethical. She, she put out some little <laughs> cups of it, and then three in the morning, she woke up in a cold sweat and couldn't do it. Had to go out and dump the beer out because she felt so bad. And then she realized there is no way to produce food without killing, without killing living sentient beings. For me to serve, Bill Burr says that in one of his bits. He said, "I just think about it." For me to survive, every, my fat ass to survive every day, <laughs> something needs to die. Exactly. And whether you're eating your Impossible Whopper or six heads of lettuce a day or a ribeye, some type of sentient being an animal is killed in that. So you know, if you think that's a good argument for veganism, you are wrong. <laughs> so we're going to do probably many episodes on the animal products versus uh, veganism and, and uh, you know, plan to take down all the arguments. The nutritional one, we agree fully. Uh, the ethical one, I think we can easily prove that. There's enough evidence out there, too. Um, health, nutrition, what's the other one? Oh, better for the environment, too. That's oh, right. Yep. There's no way in hell monocropping that, that it takes to make your soybean oil which is not good for you anyways, or your Cheerios, which are not good for you anyways. There's no way that that's better for the environment than having than cows cow shit. On, roaming on pastures and naturally completing the cycle uh, that the earth expects. The, 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 the best crops are the ones that they spread shit on. Exactly. I mean, this just watch Sacred Cow. It really explains it all. And, and yes, it obviously they're pro, they're pro, you know, Meat, animal products, obviously. Yep. But there's ex-vegans in there. There's, you know, people that don't really have much of an agenda uh, just explaining what's going on. So 
with the, tr- I think a lot of them are truly altruistic too. They want to do what's best for the planet and best for that, humans. It, I think it, on both sides of the argument, it comes from a good place. Yeah. I mean, I think vegans start out that way. Yep. This lady that's in the movie, she, she really did not want to have to kill something. Yep. But she came to the unfortunate realization that something's going to die for her to eat. And whether that's heads of lettuce or a cow, something's going to die. So yep. the, why not pick the thing that's the most healthy for you? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's Sacred Cow. I still have yet to watch that, by the way. Great movie. It's on Amazon. and It uh, is? You got to rent it, but I don't care. Bucks, still should have showed up in my recommended for you. <laughs> what I do, I've watched every freaking nutritional documentary on every streaming service, and that one doesn't pop up. Oh, another another really good one I, I watch right after Sacred Cow is There's Fat and Fat 2. Oh, by uh, seen fat. Vinny Tortorich, I think is his name, but he's kind of a low-carb yep. fitness trainer from the 80s. I mean, yeah. he was an actor and stuff, but he he was... He's good. It's a, his yeah, first it was, one was good. His, his whole thing is no sugar, no grains. That's his kind of his yep. tagline, uh, which is really right along the low-carb kind of thing, and he's really personally fixed a lot of people's health. Uh, but he covers the case for fat because how fat, we talked about in the food pyramid thing, how fat was demonized, and he makes a case for fat being really healthy for you and definitely not damaging. Refined processed fat is bad for you. Right. Let's not blur the lines. Exactly. So that's another good two documentaries that talk mm-hmm. about nutrition if you're interested in this kind of uh, this kind of stuff. So let's uh, – one thing I want to talk about too is uh, I saw you got a delivery or you oh, yeah. partook in the White Oak Pastures – meat yeah. delivery service. So tell me about that. And that's, so people know that is uh, a lot of uh, carnivore. Sacred and, cow. Yeah, sacred cow. Very they, regenerative. It's regenerative. Yep. It's a meat that's produced from a regenerative agriculture farm, right? Yep. Yeah. So tell me about your experience with that. Well, it was, um, it went really well. It was good. Um, it was different. I expected, you know, just... No, it's just grass-fed, grass-finished, yep. no grains involved, yep. right? Yep. Uh, this was just ground beef, just burger. But from the minute I took it out of the package, you could tell the difference. Really? It had that deep, dark, burgundy almost color to it, mm-hmm. not the pink, white right. kind of <laughs> store-bought burger. Yeah. Um, kind of like how eggs from Hornbach yes. are different from eggs that you get from somebody's orange, farm. Orange yeah. versus, like... Light, way more nutrient packed. Right. So, speaking of, I just got a message from the guy that got it. <laughs> he wants more. <laughs> wants to get us more. But um, it, it. So I made a few patties and I fried them up and I just ate them because it's beef. Right. So I just ate it. Yep. <laughs> Some Himalayan salt. That's what you do. And I ate it. Yeah. You um, did. and it was very very clean. Okay. Um, almost venison-like wow. without the gamey. Okay. It didn't have that hint of gaminess. I don't mind the gaminess in venison. I like yeah. venison. Yep. So that doesn't bother me. But this was similar to that. Almost, I'd say like farm-raised elk in a sense too. Um, just really good, clean. Right. It didn't have like that almost skunky bitterness kind of. <laughs> yeah. That, I don't know how else to describe yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's great. It's just, it was very... Just clean and smooth, and and you just no aftertaste. Your buddy ordered it for you, and he, he ordered a some, he, he wanted to do the same thing. He so wanted much. to try it, so he got some. He got. Some, Is it pretty expensive, like compared to your normal Hornbacher's? It's Eleven you know. bucks a pound. Okay, 
for right. a burger. So definitely a premium then. I can go to Meets by John and Wayne and get ribeyes for less than that. Yeah, for like 10 bucks a pound. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So you're definitely paying a premium for a premium product. Yep. And that, the, you, know. you know, it. And that's the whole argument in Sacred Cow is that this regenerative agriculture is very scalable. Right. You know, and this is, and ultimately the monocropping is not going to be sustainable because the depletion of the soil. Whereas regenerative agriculture keeps the soil right, uh, full of nutrients. Yep. So, and if if more people were to do that, the cost would go down. Is oh, and you know they're not overcropping it. Yeah, the, it, far, the cows are on it, and that would get the cost down too, just because of the wider availability of supply and demand. All those markets. Well, yeah, forces. there's what three farms that do this. Yeah, right. Why not? Where you got to get them from New Zealand or some shit. Right. Right. Yeah. Might be kangaroo, but <laughs> I tell you, if 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 I could make it work. I could find investors. I would start a farm of elk. Elk, huh? Yep, and do a regenerative elk. Have you eaten elk? Oh, way better than beef. Really? I've never had it. They have an elk ribeye at Usher's in Moorhead. Yeah. It's elk ribeye soaked or covered in a elk bone marrow (laughs) butter sauce. Oh, seriously, every bite your eyes roll in the back of your head. That sounds freaking delish. Oh, it's, and and look at the waitress and go, I don't need the knife. Cut oh, it with shit. a fork. Wow. Oh, yeah. Damn. yeah. If you get it rare and medium rare. All right, I want to talk about if one you other get thing. It more than medium rare. You El, you ever watch Elton Brown? No. On Food Network? Oh, Elton Brown's. Brilliant. Oh, he's like, he's yeah, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Science. I, I have fine, seen that. Yeah. He does like the big Thanksgiving. He like MCs the whole big Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, brilliant. I've gotten so many cooking tips from him, but. Mm-hmm. He used to always, when he'd cook beef, he'd say, and cook it to a perfect rare or medium rare, anything more, order chicken, because <laughs> you don't like beef, <laughs> period. Stop wasting beef right. by cooking it medium or well. All right. I want to talk about one product I got to, and before I do that, I'm going to talk about what I've been doing, and we'll get into my- Holy uh, sheep shit. <laughs> we'll get into my, uh, if I've lost any weight and how my- my journey is okay. So I'm. Those are the three main ones. I'm Forty-two hours in to a fast right now. Oh, you are. Yep. So, but one thing I noticed when I've done these like forty-eight hour, I try not to go for forty-eight hours just because I just don't feel good. And we talked about how it kind of reaches a point of diminishing returns. Well, and if you don't really dial in the micronutrients during right. a longer fast, you could get sick. But one thing that, that one of the main things that I've noticed when I do the 48s is I do feel a little bit like, you know, high or something. You oh, know, yeah. You start to, you know, and and sometimes, you know, you can start to feel weak or whatever, you know. I've, but really I noticed that after doing some research, that's a uh, function of not having electrolytes mm-hmm. and you need to keep those supplied. Yep. So uh, I heard on Mind Pump actually, they, oh. they advertised this company. It's called LMNT. I assume it's Element. I think Rob sure. Wolf is the guy that. Oh, okay. He's like a low carb. Oh, guy. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And he there's a, like a little sample pack. It was five bucks to have like fifteen of these delivered, and uh, it has uh, sodium, potassium, and magnesium all in a little packet. And it's you can get them flavored or unflavored. Sure, your like, three main. Yeah, the three main electrolytes that you're going to be missing if you're doing a fast, and uh, you just dump it into your water. It's very salty, so. And they even warn you, it says, like, if you put it in a 30, 32 ounce, that's kind of salty. A 24 ounce is saltier. And 12, 
12 ounces of water, it's salty AF, he says. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I just put That's it in water. Like, that must have been sale. But I don't mind salty, so it yeah, was fine. Uh, but I, this orange one, the citrus, I think it's called Ooh. orange salt. And there's a citrus one and a raspberry one. I got to get that. It actually tastes good. Even it, even when I'm in yeah, ketosis. Yeah, try that. Try okay. that and see what you think of it. But what, what I was going to say was, okay, I was tw- 24 hours into my fast, and I worked out last night. And, I mean, energy was like boom, right right there. No dip in energy, no, none of the weirdness, none of the, like, otherworldly, you know. I felt much more clear-headed and uh, connected and no loss of strength or anything. So, and, and you did your jazzercise or whatever you do? <laughs> Jane Fonda? Sweating to the oldies. <laughs> no, uh I just did dumbbell workout and, and some push-ups and stuff, oh. which we'll get to in a All little right. bit. But I, you know, normally, you know, you feel kind of. I felt sometimes you can feel kind of weak. You know, when you're, yeah. If you're in a fast and you're not, if you don't have your electrolytes, so I don't know what the term is, full or supplemented or whatever. Um, so it did make a difference. Replenished. Replenished. Yeah. So it made a big difference. So I'm kind of hooked on these things now. I got to try it because yeah. I, I I'm I guarantee my sodium's good. My ta- potassium or my Magnesium's good because I supplement it with pills every morning. Right. But I guarantee my potassium's all. Yeah, so it was uh, felt really good. So that's uh, LMNT. I'll put the link. Uh, you can get their starter pack, sample pack, sent for five bucks. Just we should, basically paying we for should just get and, them to sponsor. We should, yes. And by the way, I mean, uh, we're sponsor whores. So if there's any vegans out there that want us to sponsor their product, I'll do it. Just give me the money. <laughs> Not the product. <laughs> For some reason, they're not coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> All right, so send me your carrots. <laughs> no, don't. So it's too let, high in carbs. I think uh, so. We're coming up on an hour here, so I think we probably should get into That's it. We should probably get into my favorite topic of the week, your which favorite. is how fat is Josh? Time to see if I made any progress. Oh boy! All right. Let me bring up the tracker here. And this is a, another endorsement to make sure you, if you're listening uh, to this on the audio podcast, check it out on YouTube because we got all the visuals here. Got my tracker spreadsheet up right now. So just to recap, I started this on January 14th. So on to this will be the third week in since we started taking measurements. And I will enter in my weight. So when I started, I was 194.6. And today I am 181.6, down 13 pounds in three weeks. Eh? Come on now. I want some. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, time to do the old measurings here. Okay, what are we going to do first? Uh, the caliper? Belly fat. All right. You know, when I do this, I don't even. Oh, yeah, baby. Drink it in. I'm going to put it this way so the crowd can't see it. Son of a... Toughen up. Yeah. Dewey's not a gentle lover. He's rough. Okay. I I hate that every time. So, whoa. We'll check that. We'll get the caliper. I, I already forgot. Yeah, write it down. 
then uh, now what? Let's do the neck. Neck? Yeah, because neck is next on the list. So you're not so fat belly anymore? That's right. 16 and a quarter. All right. And I'm keep in mind some of these measurements, maybe. Yeah, probably was, actually. (laughs) Just about 16. About 16, yeah, because it was around my hair. All right. Do the waist. If you do this above, above the belly button, so everybody can see. Thirty-seven. Oh shit! Yeah, I was thirty-eight last week. Look at you go! That's a freaking another inch off the belly, bitches. I will find out if you're really doing dumbbells. <laughs> All right, arm jazzer size. Well, they were pink. They're the two pounders. Do the soup cans. My daughters love the pink, little pink one-pounder ones. They're kind of cute. Thirteen and a half. Uh, same. Huh. All right. Thirteen and a half. KO was thirteen and a half last. All right, thigh. Get in there, big boy. Are you doing air squats? No. Well, I was doing some high stepping, but. Twenty-one. All right. Going down. I think you measured a little lower. It's the wrong direction. I think you measured a little lower on that. Maybe. Whatever. I'm not too concerned about the thigh. Your- all right, you, so I need to keep that carrot out there. I'll give you a little incentive to grab here. <laughs> so calculate the, oh, yeah. the caliper body fat percentage. That's one of the main ones I care about. Carry the one. So if you're watching this tracker. How old are you again? 57? 57, yeah. Okay. I only feel 68. So if you're keeping track at home, I've lost 13 pounds in three weeks. My waist is down four and a half inches. That's freaking phenomenal, by the way. And if I do say so myself, four and a half inches in three weeks. I mean, come on. If you told somebody that you had a diet nutrition plan that could do that, this is the kind of shit that they try to promise, you know, in Nutrisystem and all the other crap. And I'm doing it, bitches. I'm doing it. There are no change. 30.1? 30.1? Yep. All right. All right. So overall in three weeks, I'm down 2.7% body fat from 32.8. And you're working out though. To 30.1. Yep. Uh, waist inches lost total 4.5 inches in three weeks. That's pretty fucking legit. Good. Yep. That's legit. And down 13 pounds. So let's talk about what I'm doing. So OMAD. OMAD, so I'm eating supper. That works for me because I can, it's easier for me Keep to hold Keep in mind, on. too, with that 37-inch measurement around your waist, you're full at 42 hours of no fast. Yeah. So you got no water stores. You got no glycogen in your body at all. Well, let's talk about that because if I'm, all I'm doing is drinking, I drink a ton of water You're not day. storing it. Right. So that's, it's pe- getting peed out, basically. It's getting peed out because yeah, okay. the reason when people say you're retaining water is because you have carbohydrates. Okay. For every one gram of carbohydrate, your body restores four to five grams of water. Okay. So. Yeah. There's probably a little bit of the poundage yep. and the waste is probably a little bit influenced by the fast. If yep. I went home and chowed down on a big ass ribeye, I know my weight would go up a pound or two. But know, remember back to the. Might. But remember back to the basal metabolic rate. Yep. And the amount of calories that you're burning just being awake and mm-hmm. your total day, your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure, you just need to be in a deficit of 3,500 calories 
to lose one pound. Right. Well, that's what a day and a half. Yep. So it, it, it's, it, it can add up quickly when you fast, mm-hmm. especially if you exercise. Right. Which I have been doing. So I'm going to show you, uh, let's let this load here. Well, what's I'm loading? Gonna, this I'm going to get a... your critique on, on my push-ups here. Oh, is your, yep. cock- your cockle bar hair hitting the ground? <laughs> Something cockle is. Okay, so here, we're going to bring this up. They were pink dumbbells. Yeah, see, I told you, up on the shelf there. Hey, that's, that's my daughter's hey, pink dumbbells. I'm reminded. To I use these over here. These are the <laughs> what? 10 to 50s over here. I'm using 30s. 10 to so 50. come on, give me a break. 50s. I don't. I don't got that. Kilo, old, I don't got that old man strength yet. Kilograms. Um. By the way, I'm reminded to let the audience know something really interesting. As soon as you opened the video and I saw you, I thought of something. Did you know that the fake? Ultra- you, thought, you thought this? <laughs> no, I thought you know the fake ultra light violet tan, uh, ultra violet light in the tanning beds, or it's fake. Oh yeah, but the vitamin D is real. Oh okay, right. So you might want to think about. It. Supplementing some vitamin D. <laughs> He's saying I'm a pale ass bastard. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I thought you were wearing tights. I, I'm like, the only guy that can hide up against a white wall and nobody's. Like, are you wearing cream camouflaged? Why are you wearing cream tights? <laughs> Milky. Right, so, so and, I, do you shave? So everyone go to. <laughs> no, I'm a hairy bastard too. <laughs> I mean, you just can't see it. But everyone go to YouTube if you want to see this ridiculousness. So. Part right. of my part of my workout plan is, you know, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm just I'm banging out as many push-ups as I can do every morning. Um, so, and that's when I started. I think we were at like 20 or something, right? Now I'm at yeah. 35. Nice. So that's in you know three and now weeks. You, and now you want me to put my gra- my CrossFit judge hat on and yeah, I want you to look at just watch okay. watch my form here. Okay, you haven't hit play once. I've never <clears throat> seen this. Nope. Do you want me to be honest? Yeah. Okay. Fully. Okay, it's not a good angle, but you can destroy me if I'll you want. I'll do the best I can. Yeah, I wanted this to be real because okay. you know, what good is it? I'm only tricking myself if I'm fooling. Yeah. So, so okay. I'm going to be super picky. Yes. Okay. Do it. All right. Okay. Don't cry. All right. Yeah. No rep. Not even close. <laughs> I can still see the half the wall behind Look, you. My nose. Your chest. I got a big nose chest, though. My nose is touching. Chest to the deck. So, do you lift your head up when you're doing push-ups? Yeah. You like, have do you to tilt your head bit. back? Yep. Yeah, you have to a little bit. So your chest should be touching the ground. Nobody can do that. You want me to do it right now? <laughs> I'll do thirty of them like that right now. The chest to the ground, and no other part of your body touches the ground except okay. your chest. Well, in my and defense, the only way to do it is to is when you go down to ride forward. Okay. So in my defense, though, my belly used to be bigger. Oh. So that was always hitting. So that's where I'm, you know, my muscle memory goes down. <laughs> oh, you really gave her. Yeah. Well, to failure. I like it. It's to failure. But you know what you did? You know what you weren't doing? Sitting on the couch. Right? So. So to do those better, you're saying I need to go a little bit. You need to get your one, hands. Uh, one inch deeper. Hands, shoulder basically. width. Yep. And well, what do you think about the form as far as, well, I suppose you really can't tell from that angle. But yeah, but I can still tell they're too wide. You know why? Too wide? elbows are out like this. Okay. You need to have your elbows tucked in. All right. Get the elbows in because it'll shave, save your shoulders. So you're saying like right Yep. Right in line with and shoulders. And then as you're going, keep them tucked in. Okay. So Because right. when they start, you start bat winging out is when you fuck up your shoulder. Okay. So that's good form. All right. I need to improve my form. Go down another 
inch or so. Yeah. Yeah, the last, if you watch this, you'll laugh at the last couple. Oh, by the way, don't get your calculator out because when I watched this, I realized it was 34, <laughs> not 35. <laughs> God damn it. So I, I fucked up my counting when I was doing it. At least you went back and counted. Yeah. So Why do you, why do you have testicles on the wall? <laughs> That's a flower light. My daughter hung that up. Oh, no, I feel bad. It's a little like Daisy. Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> but, you know, I guess, you know, you see what you want. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so go on YouTube if you want to see that ridiculousness. Um, so, hey, I think I'm doing pretty damn good, though. Hell, yeah. Three weeks are. in. Yeah. Inches down, pounds down. And, you know, people. And wait, you did this without carbs? Yeah. How is that possible? Well, like when I posted on Facebook. You'll the other die day, I posted carbs. our episode last week, and I said, watch me try to lose weight eating a bunch of artery-clogging fatty meats. Right. You know, yep. that's it's kind of a little bit of a poke in the eye of, you know, that 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 can't be done or people thinking that, like stupid Pam Anderson, that that meat's going to clog your arteries and that kind of crap. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing it. I'm living it, baby. So that was this week in How Fat is Josh? Wait for it. Pretty fat. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's it, man. So I think we're getting to, uh, and we should talk about, uh, you're going to be doing your, your, uh, keto kickstart thing, right? Oh yeah. Start another, I'm, I'm thinking about doing it again. Another boot um, camp. How, how do people reach out to you? Uh, just find me on Facebook. That's the easiest way to do it. How do they search? So could, do you have like an email address you might want to put in the show notes or? We'll yeah, we'll put email address in the show notes. Um, yeah, start with that. Okay. Awesome. So. But most people. And what and what do you kind of do in that? You is it really an accountability thing? You give people it's, advice and no, not really. I mean, it is. It turns into an accountability thing, but more so, it's people going. Ah, I hear so many good things about keto. My fasted glucose glucose is really shitty. How do I get this down? I don't like just. I cut out bread, but guess what? My glucose is still high. And they just and don't know what to do. Just don't know where to start. And right. they're like, and, and and here's the worst one of them all. I tried that. <laughs> it's called Adkins. No, it's not. Stop saying that. Right. If you say I tried, I tried keto when it was called Adkins. You need to do this Kickstart because that has nothing to do with it. And that costs some money too, like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it, it's uh, ninety nine bucks. And it's then six weeks. Six we weeks. do um, the first couple of weeks. We do. Uh, I do a PowerPoint and I go through the the kind of the origin of keto and sure. what keto means and what your macronutrients ratios need to be. I help you download an app. I monitor the app for you. That um, helps you put all your calories and your all your food in there. And then we, and then I help you shuffle kind of egg the shell game, the the macronutrients around to make sure that you're getting mostly fats. And also, if you can't find uh, Dewey on Facebook or whatever, just send us an email info at fitandfurious.com. Uh, we'll get you hooked up with that because you don't have to be in town, right? You could be anywhere, no, right? No, people because it's, it's all remote. You do Zoom calls and stuff with people. Zoom people. calls every Tuesday. Um, and I'm trying to get – I'm going to cut – I have a bunch of people who are interested in. And the, the reason I say I'm thinking about doing another group is um, I haven't decided on dates yet. Right. Because it's only 99 bucks and it's a labor of love. Right. Because yeah, I getting, love – You're not getting rich off the shit. I love helping people, but <laughs> guess what? It's a shit ton of work. Oh, yeah. It really is. Right. Well, I think two two points on that. Number one, the accountability piece is huge because what you know what's kept me 
on the downward trend with weight and, and inches and everything is knowing that I'm coming in here. And you, you got gotta, the little sounder even. You got to yeah. listen to that. And yeah, I got to listen to that shit. I, he's going to critique my push-ups. He's going to measure my waist. <laughs> I know that's coming. So that keeps me from eating a lot of goddamn Oreos. I'll tell you that. And, and with the keto group, I'm going to be staring at you on Zoom right? every Tuesday. Tuesday's coming. Yep. That accountability is for, so for people, if you know enough about yourself to know that you need that, that's huge. Um, plus, plus when the, it's only nine to nine bucks. Yeah. So well, it, it, it equates to, I did the math. Um, it, it comes about $2 and 23 cents an hour for me. And it, but and it's it, not about it's the, the cost of like five, you know, five impossible whoppers <laughs> or it's you're right. Right. Or it's, um, it's roughly a Canada Mountain Dew a day. Right. So, but most importantly, it kind of offsets the t- my time and and yeah, and helps me make it worth my well, while. But also, there's some teeth to it. Exactly, and that, that was my second point. Besides the accountability piece, here's to people that complain about the cost or something. Number one, dude, he's not getting rich off this shit. He's barely, you know, he'd be better off literally working at Burger King selling Impossible Whoppers, <laughs> right? Flipping the flipping those, right? Or whatever the hell they do to him, take him out of the dog food bag. Um, but if people that, if you don't have some skin in the game and there, there's a, you know, I, I do real estate stuff too. And there was a guy that sold, sold courses and he told a story about literally people would email him and give him their sob story and say, you know, I can't, you just give me a course. I'm on hard times. And to a person, everyone he gave a free course to didn't do anything. Right. Didn't participate, didn't follow through. Yeah. When you have some skin in the game, your odds of hey, like I spent some money on this, you know, I gotta I gotta actually do something with it. Right. Put in put in the effort. Yeah. So that's you know, I would never give away anything for free, you know, that especially when it's taking that amount of hours of your time. So anybody that complains about that, you just don't get it. You don't get it. Yeah. So, well and, and part of the problem too is they think and it's not just with the keto group to the keto kickstart program. Um, most of the people were kind of skeptical. Some people were skeptical. Some people kind of knew what they were getting into, but a lot of people were like, wow, that was really worth it. I really, really enjoyed that. But even if it's just regular nutrition coaching, Mm -hmm. people are like, what am I paying you for? Right. Yeah, all the shit's on the internet. I can find it myself. And they're like, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. I already did it. Yeah. Just, you, people say, well, I already know what to do. I just don't do it. Well, by definition, that means you don't know what to do. Right. Because if you did, either you're. Or you haven't figured out how to get yourself to do it. That means knowledge. And that means not knowing how to do it. Right. Not knowing what to do could mean just the behavioral approach, the behavior mod, the strategies. There's a quote in there. I forget what it is, but something like knowing and not doing is the same as not knowing. Right. Right. It's yeah. summarizing, but that's yep. some yep. A quote similar to that. Yep. Yeah, that's very true. All right. I wanted to show one more thing here too. Not the push up video again, is it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm you know what though? I'm gonna do better ones. And I'm gonna show you a new video. So I, I uh, got some we got some t shirts here too. So if you just go uh, to a furiousmerch.com. I ordered myself one of these, by the way. Oh, so I got a, a lot of uh, meat meat uh, centered shirts here on Amazon. People can buy, so check those out at furiousmerch.com if you're interested in any 
uh, shirts out that would help uh, support the show. And, you know, this this hosting and all this kind of crap takes a lot of money too. So it really helps out. So another thing that would really help is if you – Give us a review on iTunes. Well, it's not called iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts, right. Spotify, any of that stuff. YouTube comments. Get us some boosted there. We'd really appreciate it, guys. Um, check us out on Spotify. Make sure you watch on YouTube and throw some comments in. You know, oh, we really want to get some engagement, even if it's negative. Tell me my push-up game sucks ass. Make fun of Dewey if you can. Yeah, I'll catch you. <laughs> he can't punch you from, you know, from right. afar. So if you, I wouldn't anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we'd love to have some engagement. Uh, so get on there and definitely share share the episodes and and the YouTube channel and the podcast. We'd love to have some more engagement. All right, guys. Well, and topic ideas, topics, to- topics, yes. topics. What do you want to know? What do you want to hear about? What do you want to know about exactly? We'd Exercise love to to and nutrition. That's right. Fitness, nutrition, diet, all that kind of craziness. Vegan, send us vegan silliness. I love vegan silliness. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Hey.